What is going on, everybody? This is Ball Don't Lie Podcast. I am your host, Cody, and this is my boy, Noah. You know what it is. We are here to talk about basketball, everything NBA, and everything going on in the world. Uh, First, we're going to talk about last night's game. Uh, The Brooklyn Nets in their home stadium take on Milwaukee Bucks, end up winning 114-108 on the hands of an impressive Kevin Durant game, put up 49 points. 17 rebounds, and 12, 10 assists. 10 assists, very impressive game. He also had three steals, two blocks on the defensive end, only three turnovers, uh, plus six on the game. Noah, what did you see in the game? What what impressed you the most? Let's talk about it. Most impressive, obviously, is Kevin Durant, man. No no, no one's disputing that. You can't – this man's coming out and playing all 48 minutes and shooting – 29 shot, 23 shots and having 49 points. A very, very efficient game. Uh, the, the, question, the big question for him coming into the game was, can he lead a team? Something he hasn't really been asked to do. Right? You have to facilitate bringing the ball up the court, also have to get the boards, and you're going to have to score. The call was he'd have to have over 40-something points for them to be able to win. He answered the call with 49. <clears throat> um, records a triple-double. Probably one of his first out of, out of a playoff game. Um, definitely hands down the most impressive. Um, performance by him in, in, in quite some time. And that was that was the big takeaway from the game. Um, the, the only disappointing part, especially on the Bucks side, is you, this is a game you can't lose. You can't lose this. You're up. You tied the series 2-2. Two to two, You get a gift. Harden going out first game, 43 seconds in the entire series. That's good enough. Then you fall down 0-2 against a team that you were supposed to go toe-to-toe with fully healthy. They have their one less superstar. You're down 0-2. And getting a beat down in game two, losing by 40. Yeah. You go home, you take care of work, you win two games, you come back to the garden. Granted, Kyrie got injured in game four, so that was kind of a whoa kind of game. Yep. But you come back, you go back to Brooklyn, you're trying to show them that you can win on their floor, especially thinking that you're walking into this game with just Kevin Durant on the other side. You get the news, James Harden's going to play. Everyone knew that it wouldn't be anywhere near his full potential. Um, I was thinking maybe he'd be like 60%. It was clear that he wasn't. What yeah. did, did you see anything? Yeah, James, James was not – he's not himself. I mean, the man was shooting, what, one of ten? That's not James Harden. No. Uh, you, he's not going to go 0 of 8 from the three-point line probably ever again. <laughs> I, I don't think there's ever been a game that he's missed all his threes. Granted, he had that one playoff game where he, he missed quite a few, but that was, that was a fluke. Yeah. That was a fluke. Um, you know, five points on the game. Somehow still managed to get six rebounds and eight assists. I'm not sure how he did that. Playing forty six minutes on a on a bum hamstring, yeah, you could tell he just didn't have the lift to, to knock down his shots. Mm. That was that was the big problem with, with him. Um, but yeah, that, that's a gift, right? As you said, the, uh, Milwaukee had a gift handed to him. Um, you you're a fully healthy team going up against a uh, a battered Nets team, mm. and somehow still don't pull out the win. Yeah, you know, you're up by what almost fifteen at the end of the first quarter, and you still don't pull that out. That that hurts. That really hurts. Biggest uh, come come out of nowhere, Jeff Green, seven for eight (laughs) from three. Uncle Jeff. Played 35 minutes plus 12 on the game, and he was really the guy that was keeping him in the game. The second that Brooklyn uh, was falling behind, you know, he'd come down and hit a timely three. Um, He made seven in a row. It was only his last shot that he missed, um, which coincidentally was his most wide open. Um Jeff Green was very impressive in this game. Something you can't rely on, and I'm sure Milwaukee was a little surprised by it. But this is what happens, you know. For it's sure. always the people that you don't expect to step up, step up. Um, Blake Griffin was a solid 17, even though when I was watching, it didn't seem like he had 17. Yeah, um, he was really hidden in the game. Um, definitely doing his best on Giannis. Um, Joe Harris was below average again with two for 11. That was that was the thing I was going to point out. <clears throat> There's, there's three components in this game that you can't count on happening the next game. Mm-hmm. Joe Harris going one of seven from the three-point line. I don't, I don't think that's ever going to happen And again. And James Harden going 0 of 8 from three-point line. It's not going to happen again. No. And Jeff Green going 7 of 8. It's not going <laughs> to happen again. Jeff Green is not going to be your second leading scorer with 27 points. That's just no, – no offense to Jeff Green. You know, he, he's been in the league a long time. Mm-hmm. He's a veteran. He knows what he's doing. But him going eight of eleven from the field for twenty-seven points <laughs> is, is not that's not his his game um, now, and it, neither is that Joe Harris's or James Harden's game. So, like I said, Milwaukee had a gift with that, 
the fact that the two stars, uh, three-point shooting stars, had a struggle in their game, mm. but still couldn't manage to to hold Jeff Green to what he would normally play. Somehow they allowed him to have a coming out party, if you will. Yeah. I think what was most shocking for me, and this uh, this is more of a Milwaukee failure than it is a Brooklyn win to me. Agreed. Um, I don't know what Brooklyn was doing. Or not Brooklyn. I don't know what Milwaukee was doing. They had no game plan coming to this game. You know Harden is as injured as possible. They didn't target him once on the defensive end. I would have sent every one of my players at him. I would have got him in switches, anything possible to get a one-on-one with him. And they didn't do it. And not only that, Kevin Durant's going fire. He had 20 points in the fourth quarter. Where was Giannis? He had seven, yeah, he had 17 points in the third quarter, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. And they barely doubled him. Yeah. And they didn't pick him up full court. They didn't try to put any pressure on him. They brought doubles out to James Harden when he's barely dribbling the ball at the top of the key, leaving Kevin Durant one-on-one with uh, P.J. Tucker guarding him. Mm-hmm. I, I just couldn't believe that they're not targeting uh, Harden defensively. He couldn't move laterally. He had no explosion. If there was – I remember this one um, double um, double pick that they had where they brought uh, P, uh, Pat Connington down. Um, around the, the top of the key, and he caught the ball, and he had James Harden moving laterally on him, and he drove right by him an easy layup. Yeah. And they didn't do it one more time. They didn't do anything. They didn't set screens to try to get the switches. Um, when Giannis had him one-on-one, he was at the top of the key, and he like did a couple steps at him, and then he backed up again like he was afraid of James Harden or something. And then he tried to take a full head of steam, and he's just running into people. I'm not sure what their game plan was, um, but they didn't execute it whatsoever. And I think the biggest question I have for you at this point is, what is this Milwaukee team? What's wrong with them? What's happening? Where, where, what are they doing wrong? I have one simple answer. <clears throat> Milwaukee has no dogs. Mm. They got no fight. Uh, if your if your dog, if you will, is PJ Tucker, don't don't get me wrong. PJ Tucker is a good player, um, and he is a dog. But if that's if that's the leading uh, tough guy on your team. Then you need something else. You mm-hmm. you need more of a fight. Giannis is is a dominant player, but he's not a dog. Mm-hmm. He has no no cutthroat mentality, uh, no Mamba mentality, if you will. Um, no drive to to squash the opponent. You know he'll flex on people when he gets those and ones or dunk on somebody, which is great. But he needs to be flexing the entire game, right? You you, you can't have um, Kevin Durant going off for forty nine and you don't step up to guard him. You run around chasing Joe Harris and Blake Griffin. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. granted, yeah, you played great defensively on Joe Harris because he went 1 of 7, 2 of 11 overall. Great. Good job. But you're getting cooked by Kevin Durant, and that's the reason why you lose this game. And your first team all defense, yeah. you, you got to step up and guard him. That's got to be your call. Yes, I understand P.J. Tucker's done a great job guarding him the past couple games, and that's why they won those games. But P.J. Tucker's, what is he, like, maybe 6'5", if he's lucky? <laughs> Kevin Durant's what, a good solid seven footer, six eleven, something like that. Yeah. You're giving up six inches. PJ's gonna get tired. Yeah. So yeah, you can have PJ guarding him for for a series, um, a couple series, and then have Giannis switch onto him. Then back to PJ. Then back to Giannis. Mix it up. You saw the first half. KD he didn't have it because PJ was in his grill. Yeah. That's why they were down 15. Um, I, I think they were down by 16 and a half or something like that because PJ was in his grill. What they should have done, what they needed to switch up was that second half, when they're coming in in the second half, give them a completely different look. Mm. KD's not, he's not stupid. He's going to learn what the defense is. <laughs> you know, he, he realized, second half, I'm just going to pull up and shoot over P.J. Tucker because I got six inches on him. Yep. And that's exactly what he did, and that's what killed you. You come out and have Giannis guarding him, he's going to be waiting. For a second there, I, I had these looks. They weren't dropping the first half, but I had these looks. Now, he's expecting to have those, sec- those looks in the second half, and you don't give them to him. Then he's got to refigure it out all over again. I like that. And it, obviously, it took him two quarters to figure it out. You mix it up. He doesn't ever figure it out that game. You win. Blowout. Yeah. Hands down. And Giannis doesn't even need to have like the greatest um, defensive game that he's ever played. You just got to play solid defense on him. Make him look for different looks than he got. Make it tough for him. Even if you just guard him in the fourth quarter, that's fine. Go guard him in the fourth. Make it difficult. He didn't ask for him once. Nope, and even once. the announcers were calling for it in the third yep. quarter. Like, hey. Why isn't Giannis trying to get out on him? Why isn't he? 
and they didn't do it once. And then after the game, Giannis comes out and says, I'm going to take up the mantle and guard him next next game. What is that going to help? Yeah. You lost the game. Now exactly. you're down 3-2. For the next game. In a game you should have won. Yeah. No, because imagine, they could be going home up 3-2. Then, yeah, sure. And, and you wouldn't even have to come out talking about, I'll take it. I'll guard him in for this next game, which is a closeout game for you. Yeah. You see what he's doing, and this that wasn't even – I mean, technically, I guess it could have been a closeout game. If, <laughs> if Brooklyn loses that, I don't think they won the series. No. Um, but, yeah, and, and Giannis didn't have that mentality. Now he does, now that his back's up against the wall. But his back should have been up against the wall in, in Brooklyn. Um, you know, Drew Holiday, he's, he's tough. I'll give him that. He's a tough player. Chris Middleton's tough. Giannis is dominant. But P.J. Tucker's the dog that's on that team. Yeah. You know, yeah, you got Bobby Portis. He hasn't played this. I don't think he's played this series. He's a dog, but those those can't be your only dogs. KD is playing like a dog. He wants James it. Harden, even though he was injured, that he was trooping just to get out there. Yeah. He's a dog. On the offensive end, he will he will cook you and get a bucket anytime he can. Mm. Uh, Kyrie, same thing. He'll cook. And they get buckets. That's just what it is. But M- Milwaukee just doesn't have that same mentality. They don't bring the same intensity. That's something we've seen from them consistently throughout the playoffs. They don't bring the same intensity. Yeah. Even last year when they were playing the Heat, you could tell after yep. game one or two that they were just done. Yeah. They just gave up. Well, I mean, even even this year, what, what did Giannis say? He's like, well, it could be the same thing as last year. Like, it's what, true. What kind of mentality is yeah, that? Yeah. What, what, what mentality is that? What kind of leadership is that? Well, it could be the same thing. <laughs> we, we might lose to him again. Yeah. If I'm in the locker room, I'm going to be like, Really? Like, you're my team? You're my best player? Yeah. Nah, bro. <laughs> I need a new team. So that leads me to a two-part question for you. Okay. Do you think – this one's a pretty rhetorical question, but – Okay. Do you think Giannis is a top-ten player? Yes. Yes. Okay. Why would you choose to ever have him in a one-game situation over any of the other nine? Why would I choose to have him in a, in a one-game situation yeah, if he's over a, somebody if, else? If he's a top-ten player in the league – Back-to-back MVP winner, mm-hmm. um, perennial all-star, first-team NBA, incredible player that people unequivocally put in the top 10 of the NBA. Yeah. In top five, usually, you'll find him. Yeah. Why would I choose him for any game over any of the other nine when consistently – granted, he puts up numbers. Yeah. I mean, what he does is what he does. But when you actually eye test, watch him play, yeah. he doesn't have what you need to have to win the game. Like, he puts up the numbers. He'll give you the points. But – when you watch his decisions, he constantly takes pull-up threes um, yeah, or a three with 20, 18 seconds left in the, in the shot clock. Yeah. They're not even trying to waste uh, waste time on the, the, the clock. They're not putting him in the block where he's most effective. Yep. Last night, he had Harden on the block. Yep. Harden calls away the double team, and Giannis does a fadeaway. He doesn't even try to go after him and get inside like he's been doing all night on Blake Griffin. Yep. He, he runs away from it. So uh, the stats are going to be there in that one game, but like – would you choose him over the other nine in the league, of the nine best players in the league, if you need to win a game? That's tough. That's actually, that's a really tough question. Um, I, I've heard it said before, Giannis is is one of the most dominant players in the game. Mm-hmm. He is. Um, and that stems from his ability to attack the basket and the athleticism that he has to get to the rim in such few dribbles. Um, and he's so long, he can just stretch out over anybody. Mm-hmm. But yes, he's he's turning into or trying to turn himself into a jump shooter, which is not him. Mm-hmm. That does he's not dominant in that regard. Um, he needs he, which he he really needs someone that's close in talent level with him to be effective. Um, because he he's a big right. Yeah, granted, he's he, the he, yeah he's he's the center. Um, he brings the ball up the court, yes, but he needs someone to facilitate for him. Mm-hmm. He does need somebody to get him the ball and to take the attention off of him so he can drive the lanes because he doesn't have that jump shot. If he had a jump shot, oh, it's a wrap. <laughs> it's a wrap. It's a wrap. I, I seen uh, one thing on on, uh, on Instagram asking if uh, who would be the most dangerous player if it was uh, Giannis with Steph Curry shooting or um, James Harden with Kawhi Leonard's defense. That's a tough one. That's a tough question. That's a tough one. That's a tough question. I'd love to see that player, both I, of them. Yeah, exactly. I'd love to see both of those players. And my only thing is I would say Giannis because of his height. His height, yeah. So, that, I mean, he's almost Kevin Durant, mm-hmm. right? But is more. I think he's more athletic than Kevin Durant. And if he pulled up with some Steph Curry shooting, no one's stopping that. And I understand that. That's true. But he doesn't have it. He, doesn't <laughs> he have needs to understand to that. He's closer to Ben yeah. Simmons. Anyway. Yeah. Here, here's two things. One, I want to go off what you just said. But okay. first, I want to point out 
Last night, I think Brooklyn for the first time figured out Milwaukee's offense with Giannis. Yeah. And the fact that, yes, he did get, um, what is it, 30, 34 points. Mm-hmm. But you could tell they, they, when Giannis gets in the half court offense, he does the same thing. He'll do a couple in between dribbles, he'll back it up, and then he'll get the head of steam where he's so lethal mm-hmm. in fast break because you can't stop him. It's mm-hmm. impossible to stop him in fast break. But when you're in half court, you can anticipate that's what he's going to do. He backs up and then he runs at you and he tries to do like the Euro step or he tries to get by you and use his physicality, get to the rim. I think last night was the first time I noticed Brooklyn really understand that that was what he's going to do. And they had, they continually had him Jeff Green slide over and get in front of him to take the charge. They had doubles popping out before he get the full head of steam. Yeah. And he, he fouled out at the game because he could not, get to his spots because he kept running over people. He yeah. Granted, he got a couple calls, but he, they also figured out that that's what he was going to do, and they made adjustments to it. So Giannis is unbelievably dominant and very good, but if he don't work on that shot, like you said. Yeah, if he doesn't work on the shot and gain some more uh, self-control or body control, mm-hmm. because, yes, he's very dominant, very athletic. He's fast, and, and the boy's strong. Yeah. Um, so he can get to the rim, but – just like you said, you know, you send a couple people to just slide over that are willing to put their body on the line, like a Jeff Green. Yeah, they'll take those charges all day, all day. And Giannis is just going to run them over. <laughs> he he had two fouls in the first quarter. Yes, yeah. and granted, he didn't get a pick up his third till the third quarter. But yeah, um, the other thing that I wanted to talk about with this is Giannis. Maybe he doesn't have to develop a shot if they can start utilizing him more as a true center. Hmm. But with the roster they currently have constructed, I don't think it's possible. Mm-hmm. This is something that you and me talked about in the offseason that I really, really wanted to revisit. Harden versus Holiday on this team. Mm-hmm. Because in the offseason, I called for I, – well, I begged. I was the only one that I wanted Milwaukee to pick up James Harden because yeah. I thought he would have picked – I thought he would have fit in this offense perfectly. Yeah. Granted, him and Giannis have some off-court off, you know, off court stuff and – um, they maybe not like each other, but when when it comes to the spirit of the game, I'm sure they can figure it out. You know, yeah. everyone plays with someone they don't like at some point. For sure. So I I, I pulled up the trades, and I want to go over these with you real quick. Okay. So Holiday in the trade that they sent, um, that Milwaukee sent to New Orleans for Holiday. Eric Bledsoe. Yep. George Hill. Mm-hmm. Three future firsts and two pick swaps. That's great. A pretty big haul for yeah. someone. Granted, first team All NBA defense. Mm-hmm. A liability on offense, in my opinion. And he can't take over a game. I Once again, last night, even when I thought that they were going to take over and, and they kept having James Harden on switches, but they wouldn't utilize him. I, there was one where they sw- Bledsoe switched onto him, or Holiday switched onto him, and had him one-on-one and didn't try to blow by him and pulled up and airballed it. I'm like, I don't know what you're doing. Attack him, attack him. That's what you should be doing every time is attacking. So that's what they got in the hall for Holiday. Mm-hmm. Like you said, what you're getting with Holly is a first team all defense, um, a solid player, but mm-hmm. he's never going to be an all NBA player ever, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, and maybe he did win it one year, third team, whatever. But at least first or second team, I don't see it. Harden's trade. They sent Victor Oladipo, Avery Bradley, Kelly Olynyk. Oh wait, wait, hold on. There. Victor Oladipo. That Victor. These are the other things they got from Victor Oladipo later on, but. Um, so when the Rockets traded Harden, they got Victor Oladipo, Rodon's Kuriks, I always mess up his last name, Dante Exum, okay, four unprotected future firsts, mm-hmm. which was the Nets 22, 24, 26, and Milwaukee's 22, mm-hmm. and four pick swaps, okay? Mm-hmm. If, if I'm Milwaukee, why don't I do that trade? And why do I do the – why do I do – why do I do the blood or the holiday trade? Think about it. All Victor Oladipo, Eric Bledsoe, wash. Maybe Victor Oladipo is a little bit better, but injury, um, prone. injury prone, and yeah. he proved again this year when he got injured and out yeah. for the rest of the season. Um, Rodon's and Dante Exum, wash, trash, garbage. George Hill is better than both of them, my opinion. It's true. Three future future first versus four unprotected first. Obviously, mm-hmm. four unprotected first is a little bit different than three future per- firsts. Yeah. But these are Brooklyn Nets first round picks. So you gotta expect that twenty two and twenty four is gonna be in the twenties. Yep. Right? Yep. 
you got Milwaukee's 22. That's mm. going to be in the 20s. You yep. think they're going to fall out of the top 10 teams in the league next year? Not a chance. No so you got so you basically have the Nets 2026 20, first round pick for James Harden. Yeah. And four pick swaps, which are meaningless. Meaningless. Yeah. Um, so if, if I'm doing why why don't I go for the best creator in the league to help Giannis in the half court game? Grant, like, forget injuries. And James Harden's obviously injured, but like every, everything's different. The teams and the games you play, whatever. Yeah. Things can be different. Why why don't you go for James Harden? Why why do you go for Eric or Drew Hall? I keep trying to say Eric Bledsoe, driving nuts. <laughs> why do I go for Drew Holiday in this situation and not go for James Harden? They imagine if they had James Harden on that team. Yeah, if they had James Harden on that team, that would be that's a wrap. In scary. <laughs> that would be very scary. I think defensively, that's something that they were looking at. Um, does does James fit into their defensive identity? Mm-hmm. Um, they haven't really shown it in this series, in my opinion. Um, the defensive identity that they're supposed to have. I do think that there's also fear that they wouldn't be able to re-sign James. True. So Drew Holiday re-signed for what? That four-year four, four year contract. Yeah. He's not a max player. Um, you know, James is – I don't know how much he's making. I think it's like 42 mil. It's a, a lot. It's yeah. a lot of money. <laughs> and, and I think Holiday's like player option over the last year was 26. Right. Okay. So, so money-wise – um, that I think that that was the option because remember they were supposed to get um, Bogdanovich. Bogdan, yeah. yeah, that would have been and, huge and for this they, team. That would have been really uh, would have probably set them over the top. Yeah, um, but somebody opened their mouth and messed that whole thing up. That's what would have really <laughs> that's what really done it for him. Honestly, yeah, um, add add some extra shooting. I think Drew Holiday is uh, he like I said he's a solid player. He's a more all around player, so he's a good defender. Not a great defender, but he's a solid defender. No, he will not take over the game at any point of the time. Um, he can score the ball. He can shoot the three. Um, he can assist. He's not a, nearly as good of a facilitator as James, obviously. Yeah. Um, I think that they, them wanting Milwaukee wanting to keep Giannis's name for the franchise. That's you a bring good in point. James Harden. That's a good point. It's James it's, Harden's It's going to be James Harden's team. Yeah. Yeah, they, and, and I think they realize that. And Giannis obviously has some, some word in that. You know, and he, he's the guy that doesn't want to go and create the super team. So I'm sure in his mind, I don't want James. I don't need him because I'm, I'm Giannis. True. But, you know, which is fine. I respect that. Do you do your thing. I, I'm, I'm all for the superstar trying to trying to run it with, with his squad. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, and hopefully he, he recognizes, he needs a little bit more than, the, <laughs> than Drew Holiday. No offense to Drew. But he's going to need a little bit more than, than you know, Drew Holiday and Pat Con- Connington and Brent Forbes. <laughs> <laughs> I like Brent Forbes, but yeah, you, you need more. Than You're that. gonna need more than that, and and that's you know there, we we could talk about that Harden trade because Philly messed that up. That that oh. was a dumb move by them. They they would have been over the top too. I don't even care with with uh, Drew or uh, Joel's injury, still would have been fine. Oh, um, <laughs> Ben Simmons yeah, in game four had zero points. Exactly. Yeah, he can't shoot the ball. Well, they lost that game because he missed how many free throws. Yeah, yeah. It's just that that would have changed everything you would have left the paint wide open for, for Joel Embiid. And that's exactly what it would have done for Giannis. Yeah. You have a uh, James Harden out on the perimeter. Everyone knows that sidestep and that backstep um, would have just opened the lane 100% for Giannis. He can run straight down the lane and dunk on somebody. 100%. And then you also have a Chris Middleton on the team too. Yeah. Spot-up shooter. Or get a little mid-range cheese going on. That's it. Yep, and then, that, that would open everything up. And then you got to expect Forbes and Connington's numbers would have gone up as well. True. Catching. Facilitating. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, what Giannis can even bring it up, kick it over to James, dive to the basket. James will find him, throw it up at the rim, something like that. So we both agreed that they would have been better oh, with James. Yeah, that's but what that you're, What you're saying is you wouldn't have done it if you were Milwaukee. If I'm Milwaukee, I probably would not have. You like what they because did. they love Giannis so much. He's younger, mm-hmm. um, and I I think that the off court antics for James mm-hmm. probably persuaded them to not pursue that. True. Um, just He's because not of resign there. Exactly. I don't want to live in Milwaukee. Yeah, exactly. He needs strip clubs. He needs exactly. cities. Yeah, yeah he, he, nobody trying to stay in Milwaukee. No, <laughs> and be a buck. Like, nah, nobody's trying to do that. So that I think that that's all of those played a factor in them deciding not to pursue that. Or maybe you know, maybe maybe we're completely wrong. Maybe Milwaukee sent a trade in. We don't know about it. Mm. And Houston's like, no, no shot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what I mean, I don't, I don't know what they tried to offer him. Because I mean, you know, I. 
what was it? Bledsoe, you said was was it a trade? And and Bledsoe George and George Hill. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but would you rather have Bledsoe and George Hill or Oladipo, Rodons, and Exum? Now, granted, they turned Oladipo True. into Avery Bradley and Olenek. Yeah, because they had Karis Levert. Yeah, that turned into Ol- Oladipo. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because Karis Levert is better than Bledsoe and George Hill. One hundred percent. So that you know that that in and of itself, eh, I don't know if you can still get that trade done. Um, like with with a Bledsoe and a George Hill, if you could, by all means, you should have done it. <laughs> by yeah. all means, you should have done that. I think the Rockets this offseason got the biggest L. Biggest L. Um, Big oil. I and I truly believe, like you just mentioned, that the 76ers got the second. Yeah, I don't even get me started on that. I, I they got actually, yeah. <laughs> to not to not trade for James Harden yeah. in the opportunity that they had to keep Ben Simmons, who in the last possessions of that game against Atlanta, they pulled perfect. him off the court because you cannot have him there offensively. Yeah. How 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 could you not trade for one of the best three players of the the last decade? Yeah. For a, like a top twenty guy, like Simmons is a like a fifteen to twenty guy, yep. but like you're giving up a one one to five guy who who yeah, can get five, the buckets. Yeah. I take that. Yeah, he can get the bucket at any given point too. And you're not yeah. pulling him out in the last second. No. Granted, like you said, like you're going to lose an all. De- same with um, Holiday, you're losing a first team all defense. But I know people like to diss on James, and I'm not I'm not going to hype up his defense here. Yeah, he's a very good on ball defender. It's okay. horrible off ball. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but he's a very good on ball defender, and there's nobody else on that team because we've seen in the past when it comes to Westbrook and w- with Chris Paul when mm-hmm. James Harden's playing with them, the times where they don't look good is when James doesn't have the ball because he's he, when he doesn't have the ball, he's just mute. He doesn't do he anything. Is. That's true. He doesn't. He's not Steph Curry. He's not going to run around. And that would be the problem. Off him, screens. to be honest. I in a way though because nobody else on that team. I guess Giannis more than. The 76ers, because Giannis does want the ball a lot more than Embiid yeah. does. Oh, when, yeah. when it comes to – On the 76ers. 76ers would have perfect because there's nobody that commands the ball. And yep. when Embiid does command the ball, it's going to be on the post. And he's already going to be set, closed post. out, ready to go. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And, and Harden can feed him at any, any, spot. any spot. He knows how to feed the post. He knows how to, to kick it back out to the perimeter because if he's driving – if Embiid wants to shoot the three, all right. Yeah, he's not. A ba- he shot thirty eight percent for three for the year. Yeah, not a terrible three point shooter no. uh, by any stretch of the mean. But I, I think at one beginning of the year he was just shooting too many of them. I agree. Um, and he, he, you know, he got back on the block, and that's why he was having an MB, MVP season until he got injured. He was the MVP until he got injured. Yeah. So I yeah. mean, you know, imagine him and Harden on the same team, and Harden has shown you that he'll fit into different uh, systems. Granted, D'Antoni's the assistant uh, coach over there. I get that. But Harden didn't come there trying to take over and be like, I'm, no. this is my team. He's under KD. I, I mean, low-key, he's he, under Kyrie, too. He completely reinvented himself to yep. be the bo- primary yep. ball handler and yep. let them get theirs. Exactly. And so who, who – involved the other teammates, the Joe Harris is the world, yeah. you know. Well, that's what makes that team so deadly is when he's on the court. Exactly. Um, and that, that would have fit in Milwaukee. I think that would have worked. If, if Giannis and him could have figured it out, that would have that been scary. But I think I think you're right. Holiday was a better idea for Milwaukee and what they're building for and towards. Yeah. And it never would have worked with Harden, in my opinion. I, I, think, I think it would have worked for a year, maybe two. Yeah. But Harden would have done the same thing he did with Houston, get me the hell out of here. Yeah. And it wouldn't have worked, and Giannis would have been pissed. And so I agree with that one. I can't forgive the 76ers for not trading for him. That's the one that I'm <laughs> – I second that. Um, yeah, you're, you're unforgiven for that. So let's let's move on to some adjustments. Okay. We went over Nets, um, Milwaukee. Yep. Um, congratulations to the Phoenix Suns for advancing to Western Conference Finals. You really be my Lakers. Um, you know, luck involved. You know. <laughs> um, what do you see? Well, actually, I can't even ask this without going over what just came out today. True. Kawhi Leonard. Out indefinitely yep. with ACL issues, unconfirmed if it's a sprain, torn. if it's a torn. Yeah. Either way, yeah. it's not looking like he's coming back for the rest of the series. We all know Pandemic P, playoff Paul. Yeah. He ain't going to do anything. George Paul. Is this series effectively over? Utah versus Clippers. I want to say yes with everything inside of me. Say Kawhi does not come back. Is this series effectively over? Because we've seen that every single game – that they needed to win mm-hmm. big. 
in the Mavs series yeah. or in this series. Uh-huh. It's been Kawhi with a 40-point game, the closing out on defense in the fourth quarter, uh-huh. and looking like the superstar. Well, you know, George will get his 25 to 30. Yeah. But it's quiet 25 to 30. Yeah. Whereas Kawhi is putting his staple and showing everyone why he's one of the 25 best players to ever play the game. That's fair. That's so fair. if if Kawhi's not here, yeah. Tell me why. Tell me. Tell me. What 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 is the Clippers gonna do? Do they have any chance? Is it four to two? Is it a wrap? Should Phoenix already be prepping for Utah? Is is it over? Man, that's tough. I I want to say yes. I really do. The only reason why I even hesitate. I know most people will go. Yeah, it's over. Um, the only reason why I hesitate is every time I count these Clippers out, except for, <laughs> except for last year, yeah. <laughs> except for last year, because uh, I thought the Dallas series was over. I really did. Mm. Um, and somehow they managed to, to come back. Granted, that was with Kawhi. I I just need to, I need to see what Paul George is going to do tonight. Okay. I need to see how he starts the first quarter. If he doesn't come out in that first quarter, then it's over. Because pandemic P is struck again. <laughs> <laughs> if, if he don't have it, I mean, what he shot six of ten from three last game. Very good. We know he can get off, and we know he he can get buckets. Will he? I don't know. You know, will Reggie Jackson have another thirty point game? Uh, will Marcus Morris? Last game he only scored six, but the game before that he what? What did he put up like twenty four? Yeah, he looked real good. So that that's I'm I'm iffy. Um, it doesn't seem like the Jazz know what to do with the others. Okay. So Kawhi, he's been getting his on the last two games. PG got his on the last game. But somebody in the others, the last two games, has gone off. Mm. Whether that was Marcus Morris or Reggie Jackson. Um, I think even Nick Batum put up 17 in the last game. Yeah. You can't let Nick Batum get you 17. <laughs> you cannot let Reggie Jackson get you more than 20. You definitely can't let Marcus Morris go for 24, 25, whatever he got. That can't happen. Um, so you, where's playoff Rondo? Don't know. He hasn't even played that much. Do you think that this next game, in game five tonight, do you think it's going to be one of those games where Jazz say, all right, Paul, you, you can do whatever you want to do. Get yours because we know you're going to get yours. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to let Batum score 17. I'm not going to let Morris score 20. That's what they need to do. You think that's what they should do? That's what they have to just, do. Just let Paul George do whatever he wants to do. It, whatever he can do because yeah. there's no guarantee that Paul George is even going to get to 30. <laughs> well, I mean, dude might come out and shoot 24 and hit you five. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's very possible. Yeah. You know, and, and you, as long as you shut everybody else down, that's fine. Let the man shoot. He gets in his head, and you never know. You might have to buy a new backboard. <laughs> probably break it. Okay. So that's, so you that's think, possible. You shut the, the others down, you win the game. You win the game, you win the series. So PG is going to be in his head. There's no shot. You think you don't? I think he's already in his head. I think losing hmm. Kawhi, he's going to. He's already <laughs> thinking of the memes coming out for him. <laughs> he might be crying already. Yeah. I think. Uh, I think this series is effectively over. Okay. Because Kawhi's been a top five player this entire playoffs, in my opinion. If not no. top three, he ha- he he showed me some things I didn't know he actually was going to be able to do there. Yeah, I, I, think, I thought he had he kind of disintegrated into just a, an all star player, which is um, and he can have his spurts, but he's he's shown some things this, these playoffs. He has shown some things, and he's he's impressed me. Yeah, he's showing that he really still has what it takes. Yep. Um, but without that backstop and that protection of your superstar, that's true. Paul George is. I, he can't do it. Paul George, Reggie Miller, Marcus Morris, Nick Batum, uh, Zubak, that's who's going to be the Jazz? No. <laughs> no. Zubak. I, I think that series is over, and I think we're going to see a Phoenix-Utah. I would love it. Western Conference Finals. Love it. Now, <laughs> what What do we – is that – Donovan and, and – uh, Let's say we get let's say it? we get healthy Donovan. Let's say okay. let's say um, Conley's back. Let's say Conley's back because okay. he's not. I'm here and he's not coming back tonight. Yeah. Um. Let's say fully healthy Utah, fully healthy Phoenix. Okay. Talk to me. Who do you got? Why? Well, it it does depend on if if CP's playing because apparently he's in the COVID protocol. That's right. That did come out today. So COVID protocol because he tested positive. So That's what Shams is saying. I haven't read anything because they were checking on the rules. Being a fully vaccinated player, um, yeah. How like With the length of time what, he'll be out? Exactly. Yeah. But let's just say it's two weeks, which means he's going to miss at least two to three games yep. of this series. Yep. Let's say he misses two to three games of this series. What do you think? Do you think Phoenix can win one? Yeah, I do. Okay. 
I mean, the the way that they played with Chris Paul dinged up against the Lakers and Devin Booker said, I got this. <laughs> granted, the Lakers didn't have nobody responding saying, I got this. Yeah. You know, Donovan Mitchell, he's, he, I don't think he's going to roll over. He's healthy. He's not going to roll over. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's going to be an excellent series. It probably will go seven games, in my opinion. Both crowds are absolutely nuts. Okay. You got DeAndre Aiden versus Rudy Gobert, two towers yeah. um, going at it. And then you got Devin Booker, Donovan Mitchell going at it. Um, two young superstars, in my opinion, coming up, just getting buckets. That's what they do. Yeah. Um, and then you got, hopefully, a healthy Conley and hopefully a healthy Chris Paul. Two veteran guards, savvy. Obviously, Chris Paul's better than Mike Conley. But yeah. <laughs> two, two savvy guards um, facilitating for their teams, making it happen. And then you got the others, right? You got a, a Royce O'Neal, who's what, six, seven, maybe, at power forward. And you got uh, Jay Crowder. Uh, for Phoenix, he's a monster. Also, like he's six, a, he's eight, a six, dog. seven. He's power a dog. forward. He is a dog. And so they got the same size power forwards, undersized. Yeah. Two big centers, two go getters in the buckets, uh, two veteran point guards, and then true. your your small forwards can just slap each other. <laughs> you know, it's it, gonna be a fun series. It's gonna be a very fun series. Both teams are young. Both teams are hungry. Yeah. Both teams' home crowds are just wild. I think it's gonna be one of the best series out there. I think if I, it happens, I completely agree with you. Um, and, and don't get me wrong. At the beginning of the playoffs, I didn't want that. I, no, did, I thought that would have been the worst me thing either. to watch. But now seeing these teams play, that'd be fun. I think I think you're 100 percent correct. Um, before the playoffs started, knowing how Aiden was as a player versus yeah. how he's been in this playoffs, true. I would have said without CP3 to facilitate. No shot. Booker, he he loves his twos. He loves getting in the paint or close mm-hmm. floaters um, or mid range pull up. Mid range pull up. Yeah. I would have said him his game funneling into Gobert, who's the best defensive player in the league. I think I think Gobert would have. I think I think it would have been trouble for Devin Booker. Personally. I agree. And and that being because if there's one hole in Devin Booker's game, it's his three point shooting, okay. especially his transition three point shooting. It's that's fair. Awful. Yeah. Um, and I think. That before this, this um, playoff started, I would have said that that would have been a problem. But one thing about Devin Booker that is incredible is that he's a very underrated passer. He's yes. a great facilitator, especially for this team. Andre Ayton has been a revelation in yeah, this playoffs. He has been. And DeAndre Ayton, I should say, not Andre. Mm-hmm. The way he positions himself in the paint, just for cleanup. Like, give me a shovel pass, I'll put it in. He doesn't mess around and do these little dink layups. He says, I'm going to throw it down your throat. Yep. I'm going to slam it in your face. Yep. And I think Gobert's going to have problems, and he's not going to be able to leave him. DeAndre Ayton has proven in his playoffs, especially against the Lakers, mm-hmm. that if you pull your center out, he will make you pay. Yep. He will make you pay. And he's not going to do it with three-point shooting, but he's one of those that's just going to get lost in the paint. Yeah. And I think that this is going to be another huge Ayton series if we see Phoenix versus Utah. Yeah. Aiton is athletic. Gobert is actually more athletic than you might think he is. Yes. But I don't know that he hasn't been faced with too many centers that will go at him. And Aiton will go at him because Aiton is a dog. Yeah, and Aiton will try to score in the paint. Gobert, he deals with with centers that are trying to shoot these threes and um, floating around, won't really bang in the post. Aiton doesn't have that outside jumper. Right, so he's going to be in the paint. And he's going to say, "What's up to you?" Yeah. Chris Paul is going to be attacking the rim. Devin Booker will be attacking the rim. Cameron Payne will be attacking the rim. Hundred percent. Jay Crowder will be shoving elbows into Gobert's <laughs> side and attacking the rim. And underrated. Player, he's going to get tired. He's one of the best offseason acquisitions that Crowder in the entire league. Oh, one hundred percent. What I heard in a podcast yesterday. Do you know how many playoff games, playoff games since the 2016-2017 playoffs that James Jay Crowder has played? Mm-mm. 65. Whew. This man is not afraid of any game. No, he's not. First round of conference that. finals, I don't care. He yeah. knows what he has to do. Yeah. So he's going to be ready. He's going to be coming out. Yep. I think that we're going to see with if Chris Paul wasn't sitting out a couple games, I would have said Phoenix is six. Okay. With him sitting out, I think it's seven, mm-hmm. and I don't know. <laughs> I feel that. Because feel that. only because – Utah shoots more three-pointers than every other team, but I think the Clippers. And with that kind of potential, it, one game can mean anything. That's true. It so, does It does take one game for their Bogdan and Joe Ingles 
yeah. uh, Jordan Clarkson to go exactly. off and get hot. But Cameron Payne has actually really surprised me in these playoffs, especially in the Lakers series. I Not agree. necessarily in this series. Um, he's a guy that can he can get you, you know, 18, 17 points um, and, and shoot, yeah, and shoot like, what, five or six threes yeah. um, and knock those down. And then um, uh, Saric can come in and kind of spread the floor for you a little bit. Um, after Aiden comes out, that's the only problem is after Aiden comes bet out, they're not a big team. Yeah. And that could also be the benefit for them. Derek favors probably won't be able to play. Yeah. It's going to be, um, you know, you might run Crowder at the five, you run Sarge at the five or, um, any, any of those guys, Gobert's not gonna be able to handle that. No. Right. If you got to take eight now. And so they're just going to attack the basket. You run what, uh, Cam Johnson campaign, uh, Booker, Bridges, and Crowder. Who's guarding who out there? That's true. Um, but then the same thing goes. Uh, that's that's my one thing is I, I would say originally at the beginning of the series, there's not going to be too much defense, right? Yeah. But seeing Utah, how they were defending Kawhi Leonard and mm-hmm. how Bogdan was getting on the ground, Joe Ingles was getting on the ground, um, and then how uh, Phoenix was able to defend the Lakers and actually sweep Denver. Yeah. I didn't did. see that coming. I they thought swept that Denver. Jokic would get a game, and he didn't. And yeah. Aiden outplayed him in that series. Yep, he did. wasn't able to. Was not able to get a game. No. Um, and Phoenix was able to either stop them, so play great defense and stop them, um, or just outscore them. And they can do both. They can. <laughs> so they can do a both. Scary combination. Um, I think that's a great point. This leads me to something that I've been wanting to talk to as well. Talk about as well. Talk to me. Is this, let's say Phoenix or the Jazz go to um, the championship. Okay. Okay. To compete for a championship, I should say. Yeah. And let's say they play 76ers. I don't know. Just whatever. Not even from a marketing standpoint. Is this something you want to watch? And if one of them were to win, is there an asterisk by their name? Mm. Because it mm. – in my opinion, this is one of the worst. Let's say let's say the Suns win the championship. Okay. They'd be the first team since 2014 to not have a top 10 player on a championship team. 2020 LeBron AD, 2019 Kawhi, 2018 Steph KD, same with 17. 2016 LeBron and a fringe Kyrie, depending on what your top 10 would be. 2015 Steph, 2014 was the Spurs. That's when yeah. they won. They didn't have a top. They didn't have anyone score over 17 points a game. But that team was incredible because they, they're they like – they Definition are what Utah yeah. models themselves after now. It's Ball true. movement and threes. True. Is if Phoenix were to win without a top 10 player and knowing what we've seen with all the major injuries, Kyrie, AD, KCP, uh, Donovan Mitchell being banged up, uh, you know, every – like – Count like th- think there's been yeah, Harden, 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 Harden yeah. Kyrie, Joel Embiid, the amount of t- top tier, t- uh, just pure talent that we have in the Jamal league. Jamal Murray, yep. Jamal Murray, yeah. Jamal Murray being out for the entire playoffs. Should be there be an asterisk by their name if they were to win a championship, saying that they won, but they only won because every other team got injured for them to do it. Yeah. See, the the interesting thing with that that idea is that a lot of people are saying now that last season, the bubble season, should have uh, literally no weight, that that was not a championship because we're seeing that um, you know the Lakers, they won the championship, but they get bounced out in the first round. It's because uh, we in. see Exactly. Yeah. But you see uh, Denver in the Western Conference Finals getting swept in the second round. You got Boston made it to the Conference Finals. They lost in the first round. The Heat made it to the you championship, got, exactly. got sweeped in the, first, exactly. in the first round. Yeah. And so people are trying to say, well, the bubble just wasn't real. When in reality – the bubble was the, the real thing. The bubble was the real thing because all those teams were healthy. Yeah. Um, but there's only, what, a, a month before they had to start training camp for those that were in the championship? One month. So they had no off season. So that, that's why all the injuries happened to those teams. And those teams got burned out. They did. They had no no break. You got you know a couple a month, literally, to just kind of sit at home. And then you're restarting a full season with a condensed schedule, so yep. more games in less time. Um, that makes things more difficult in the season. I would say no. This one doesn't have an asterisk because last year didn't have an asterisk. Um, last year, I would say, was probably the toughest championship to win, being in the bubble. Okay. This year, I would say injuries are a part of the game, and that's the NBA's fault for rushing things. Granted, I know they're trying to get they, their money, 
and they had to, um, starting the season by Christmas. I don't know if it would have been too much different if they started in January. Like that was the other option. I'm not sure if it would have been too much different. Um, but they were trying to get their money, and that's what happens when you try to get your money and you prioritize money um, over quality. The product goes down. And the product now you have down. no stars in your you league. You got no plan. main stars. And here's why I would say this is not the worst season. Okay. I, I would say that this is an eye-opening season for all true NBA fans because now we got the the likes of a Devin Booker, a Donovan mm. Mitchell. Okay. Um, you get to see Kyrie or uh, sorry KD's performance without his superstars. Yeah, we're seeing um, this Milwaukee Bucks team that we've seen over years and years. <laughs> um, what they're made of, right? You got you got the extra pieces that yeah. were supposed to put you over the hump. Do you have the fight? We're seeing if they do. Okay. Um, this Philly team that was supposed to take the turn with the you know with Doc Rivers and whatnot. Um, unfortunately, the injuries have hit them, but now we're seeing the emergence. Uh, a further emergence of Trey Young, yeah, and in his work on on Philly, um, and, and then the Clippers kind of have their opportunity to where there's there's not that pressure of the LA versus LA, and is that going to make them crumble? This is just the Clippers playing for the Clippers, but obviously with the the quiet injury that hurts. But we get to see all these young players mm. emerge, um, and that's the next. These you know these guys are next. Uh, we got a, the. It's a good point. You know we Chris Paul. Love Chris Paul as a player. Oh yeah, um, the Lakers are healthy. I'm sorry, Phoenix is not beating LA. They don't stand a chance. Chris they Paul doesn't did. even get to sniff a chance at a ring. So if it's let's say if it's Phoenix and uh, Milwaukee or Phoenix, even in Brooklyn, see well, Phoenix and Brooklyn would be an excellent series. A fully healthy Brooklyn, it's a sweep. It's a sweep. A fully healthy Brooklyn. It's a sweep. Uh, actually, I'll, I'll give Phoenix one game. Okay, but why it would be so much fun? You got CP3, yeah, Blake Griffin, and DeAndre Jordan. I know. Old Lob City. Broken up, and now they're going against each other. That would be fun. There's storylines there. So yes. there's still storylines in, in the finals. Um, but that Phoenix team, I would love to see Chris Paul get a ring. I'd love I it. would too. Um, I would love Devin Booker to get a ring. And I, I know a lot of people want CP3 to win. They want him to get a, win, a ring. He deserves um, it. He does deserve it. Yeah. Uh, if the Clippers are in the finals, what? It's the first time they made it. They finally got over the hump. Congratulations to the Clippers. Nobody really cares. No. But <laughs> <laughs> congratulations to them for getting over the hump. Right? There's, there's a little bit of a storyline there. Brooklyn gets there. We know who's going to win. Yeah, but they they've had to fight to get there. If if they make it there, they will have. To they've had fight. to fight. They've had the most injuries to star players in the league. Yeah, I would say it's not the worst. It's it's not a great season because we want to see the stars. Yeah, but you do get to see the emergence of the younger guys. Okay, That's going off that, I know you haven't seen this. Okay, LeBron tweeted Uh-oh. a few tweets about three hours ago. Space Jam. No. <laughs> <laughs> this. Let me just read them to you real quick. I'll okay. get your initial take. Talk to me. They all didn't want to listen to me about the start of the season. I knew exactly what would happen. I only wanted to protect the well-being of the players, which ultimately is the product and benefit of our game. These injuries isn't just part of the game. It's the lack of pure rim rest. Hmm. Rest before starting back up. Mm -hmm. Eight, possibly nine all-stars have missed playoff games, most in league history. This is the best time of the year for our league and for our fans. But missing a ton of our favorite players—that's insane. If there's only if there's one person that knows about the body and how it works all year, it's me. I speak for the health of all of our players, and I hate to see this many injuries this time of the year. Sorry, fans. Wish you guys were seeing all your favorite guys right now. And that's what he tweets after okay. after seeing the, the Kawhi injury. That's what he Fair. he went out and tweeted. And. I, while I agree with you, I think it's so much fun to see the emergence of these young stars. Um, would I would I prefer to see a battle of LA Kawhi and, and and Paul George versus LeBron and AD? Yeah, I'd rather see that. Like, I do. What What's more fun? Like a fully healthy. Uh, granted, the East would have been as boring as possible. True. Like Brooklyn <laughs> would have swept Milwaukee. Yeah. Brooklyn would have been in five Philly. games, if not sweep Philly, and yeah. then they're going to be the finals. But if you're thinking about the West, you're thinking about then we're seeing the young Utah Jazz team go up against or not young you see young Utah Jazz team go up to Clippers mm-hmm. fully healthy and that's mm-hmm. been two to two and that's been a great series yeah and then you're going to see Denver versus Lakers mm-hmm. and if you had Jamal Murray on that Denver's team there you go then what's well, a rematch of the West uh, Western Conference Finals last year exactly but with a, a more, with a more with a more impressive yeah. um, Porter true. True. So that's True. a hell of a series. And yep. then let's say LA versus LA in the Western Conference Finals. And yeah, then that let's say the Lakers win that. 
Yeah. Lakers versus Brooklyn in the finals. You don't think that slate of games is better True. than that Phoenix would, that would have been way versus a, a battered Denver, and now we're going to see Phoenix versus Utah in the Western Conference Finals? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Can't wait. Jesus. Yeah. You're not wrong. I mean, having L.A. versus Brooklyn in the, in the finals would have been storylines galore. Oh, would my God. would have been absolutely crazy. Five you know, everyone would have tuned <laughs> yeah. into every game of that. Yeah. You're not wrong. That probably would have been one of the best seasons that we've had in the past, what, 10 years. Yeah. Um, so that, that's that's why I say it's not the worst, it's, but it's definitely no no stretch of the means is it, is it the greatest. Okay. Um, yeah, so no stretch. You're just not as bothered by there not being a top 10 player on a potential championship team as I am. Yeah, I'm not as bothered. Okay. Because, I mean, like I said, I, I understand injuries are a part of the game. We also understand why they're happening because of the short yes. layoff. And I think it's good to, to get – these smaller market teams, they're getting the publicity. Yeah. So somebody now might be a Devin Booker fan, and they're going to tune into more games next year to watch Devin Booker play. I agree. Somebody might watch it more Utah games to watch. No, nah, anybody watching. Somebody might watch more Atlanta to watch more Trae Young. That kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so you might you might gain more fans to watch the smaller market teams and these younger stars as they're coming up. Would we prefer to have had all of the stars and be everybody healthy so there's no excuses? Yes. Yeah. Nobody wants excuses. But, you know, it is what it is at this point. I agree. I agree. Um, well, this has been great. Quick, let me get your opinion tonight, 4.30 Pacific time, Atlanta versus Philly in Philadelphia. Give me your give me take. Who, who wins? Who goes up 3-2? <laughs> to If Joel shows up and uh, forgets how to play basketball and gets his <laughs> talents taken by the – Monstars again. Uh, <laughs> I say Trey freezes them out. I think Frick, I think Atlanta might pull this one. You think Atlanta wins? I think Atlanta pulls this one because okay. well, we're gonna see Embiid crying off the court again. I think healthy Embiid Philly wins by twenty. Well, if they, if he's healthy though, that's true. I mean, this man went zero for twelve in a second. I know, and he he was hobbling. And Atlanta's not scared of him. Atlanta's not scared of anybody. And, and if, if he's Joel is obviously he's a seven footer, so his knees they're gonna hurt anyways. Well, he but has he, that meniscus problem. Exactly. So if you have that on top of that, yeah. there's not much you can do. So if you're not hitting your shots, we know Ben Simmons couldn't throw a, a brick in the ocean. <laughs> right. Yeah. The, it, <laughs> you got problems. Tobias Harris is not winning it for you. No. Danny Green, was he's injured too. Yep. Seth Curry is, is, is a good shooter, but he's not going to carry the team. They got some serious issues in Philly. So you think Atlanta wins tonight? I kind of hope Atlanta wins tonight. I because do too. I kind of like hope they win the series. Yeah. Because I think that they would stand a better chance against the winner of Milwaukee and uh, Brooklyn, and Philadelphia. Because okay. Philly, I mean, he's torn his minute or has a partial. It's not going to go away. It's not going to get better by until you get surgery. Yeah, yes. it's just not going to get better. So he's not going to be better. So I don't want to see that because that'll be a sweep. Agreed. Okay. Uh, seven third or seven Pacific time. The Clippers, Kawhi Lewis versus Utah. Who do you got? In Utah, Utah. I agree. Yeah, that, I'm sorry. Pandemic P. George Paul, whatever his name is. I don't think he can carry these guys in Utah. It's just not going to happen. Like I said, we'll be able to see if this series is over by the way he responds the first quarter. If he goes ballistic and is aggressive mm. and keeps them in the game, I still think they'll lose. But if he keeps them in the game, they have a shot back in, in uh, Clipperville. You want to see something from him. I got to see something from him. If okay. he doesn't come out with it, it's over. Okay. I think Utah smells blood in the water and going back home. They're going to go up big tonight. They better. They Couldn't did. agree more. They got to smack them by 30. Well, you've been listening to Ball Don't Lie podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, same time next week, weekly podcasts. I appreciate you listening. Um, we will have a Twitter up soon if you guys want to give us feedback. And we'll see you next week. Thank you.